Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through the Transformers from the beginning of the animated series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real world factors that crept into the writing or the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm a lifelong fan who's familiar with all aspects of the franchise and the, and the fandom. For the most part while ed is familiar with transformers but it was really nothing he got into when he's younger so thank you so much for joining us and uh ed man i heard you were at a baseball game earlier so speaking of speaking of a, of a baseball game and, yeah. and like uh cool baseball announcers that was the fastest you have ever read our intro i'm getting better man i'm getting better it is that was that, that was like almost like micro machines dude level john machida uh, he's in the uh, transformers the movie what yeah you're 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 no no nope. lying he's, to me he's he plays blur and transforms the movie what's his name blur no what's the guy's name oh john mishita john mishita yep that's the micro machines guy it's not that yep pretty i'm think? pretty sure that's his name yeah huh john mishita yeah and he is there man um that's funny uh if you're listening to this uh right now i, I just want everyone to know that that was not a planned thing i had no idea that uh that dude played <laughs> blur and uh that's that was nuts i can't believe that that uh yep. came out all things come back to Transformers, apparently. All in the end, it all because all roads lead to Transformers. You'll yeah, um, yeah. I did go to I did go to uh, to baseball uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, it was to our uh, our local uh, uh, minor league affiliates. Yeah, you know, I've been to a few of those of games. Our, what's up? I went to a few of those games. We went as a with a company at one point, and uh, it's kind of cool sitting in the back um, areas of the of the outfield. You know, they have the table set up and everything out there. Have a have a beer to chill out with the uh, hanging out with friends. Good place. I like it. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, yeah, we got there in the uh, the middle of the first, and it was already six nothing for the visiting team, and that was uh, and that was a, a uh, I think it was nine to five uh, when we left in the seventh, and uh, that new that pitch clock is at insane though because like um like like they were knocking out innings in like no time at all like normally baseball is a very slow paced game and this was like this was like basketball almost it was like you could you turned your head and you missed like you missed two outs it was insane so. yeah i mean honestly i can see that um it's it's a way where uh you know i think one of my biggest problems with telling people about baseball and honestly one of the biggest problems with watching baseball is it's slow especially on, especially on tv when you're there you're in the crowd it's a little different but uh you know things don't always you know work you know long term the way they always work i mean speaking of that i went to go see uh the new evil dead this week um and i honestly yeah, for people who like horror um painful hard-wrenching brutal horror it was pretty good and uh it really it, it was a nice continuation and it was a soft reboot for the series and that got me thinking um you know we we see a lot of reboots nowadays like people say well there's nothing fresh coming from hollywood and i guess to a point but i mean we there are so many people come up with so many ideas so you're gonna say what's you know really what can you get out there new anyways so uh yeah it got me thinking though you know can you think of any like reboots soft reboots or hard re- reboots that worked or didn't work and why you thought that um dracula is a good that's a good one well like what like the uh brand every one of them every one of them is a soft reboot every one of them is a hard, like a, yeah. like actually a hard reboot of dracula and they're all and a lot of them are a lot of them are real good um i i i'm a huge fan of, of the coppola dracula though i think the coppola dracula is is the definitive dracula and i like it more than um than the 1931 the top running dracula 
I'll tell in you, every man. way in every possible metric, I like it more. Even the Keanu. I actually, I was I listening, thought, man. I, you know what, dude? Like it, that dude's just immune to hate at this point. You can't. You nah, can't. Nah, hate, nah. Yeah, like you can't. Like, you, you can. You can like I'm pick fun at his performance or whatever. But you, dude, like he's such a good dude that it's like, like he, people like cancel for like picking on him at this point. Yeah. Uh, on, and that's it's one of the things I actually uh, listened to uh, someone talking about the movie. It might have been uh, our friends at Real Phonies uh, talking about it. How he may, or maybe not, I'm not sure, but um, he was trying so hard to have a cut British accent that it went overboard and it just sounded goofy and like he was trying so hard, but it just didn't work. Francois Coppola was like, the guy works hard and yeah, but then again, at this point, he is like. This generation's, um, I don't know, a good, a good analogy. Like Fred Rogers, he he is like he is a, a super nice guy. Yeah. He's a generous guy. Mm. He's a humble guy. So you can't not like him. That's true. Yeah, that, that's the thing. And, and uh, so yeah, exactly. I I like that movie a lot, though. I think it because um, it it tells the Dracula story. I think better than any other iteration of. Of Dracula. I mean, I, I like the Hammer, the Hammer films with uh, Peter yeah. Cushing and uh, Christopher Lee a lot too. Uh, those are those are very dated. They look, um, I don't want to say they look campy, but they look like they look like products of their time. They look like mm-hmm. you know, like like low to you know medium budget British films from the you know the, the late fifties and the you know all the way through the the sixties or whatever, which is fine. I mean, there's a place yeah. for that, and I, and I like that. They have a charm, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was like the Coppola version just came out. And it was just it was so like, like immersive and period specific, and uh, it, it, like every part was cast. So I mean, like Tom Waits is in it, dude. Tom Waits, yeah. Brinfield, he's, he's the best Brinfield. Good. Um, that was actually my first time that I'd ever seen Tom Waits. Was in that I didn't realize it was him until I was like became a fan of his music. Then I I caught it on TV one day. I'm like, what's it's Tom Waits? He's Brinfield. Oh my god. And, um, and, and like, Gary Oldman's Dracula is is, oh, so, yeah. is so good. Um, I mean. It, like I don't know, I mean, I don't know. It's that's a fantastic, fantastic film. I watched it recently, and it, it's it's aged well. And, oh yeah, um, and I think it's aged better than almost any other Dracula film. So um, yeah, yeah and, I, and I get that definitely the uh, the Cushing um, and um, and uh, Christopher Lee ones. Actually, I I love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do have that charm. You can always tell it. I don't know, and you probably know this more than I would. The the quality of film or the camera they use in that point, you can always. Re- you know, pick out movies of that era. And um in it and I I love um Italian horror. It has the same kind of feel. The hammer films have that same sort of maybe it's the the film they use or whatever, but it has a charm. So those reboots in in a way I love those. But yeah, you're right. They're they are product product of their time. But uh honestly the uh yeah the Bram Sticker one's great. I mean hell they even did a reboot of Dracula and Blade Three. Uh, so, <laughs> Blade Trinity, I, I, I love, I, I love, uh, I love all the Blade films, and, and I, oh, yeah. I, I know Blade Three is is a very maligned film, but I, I think Blade, I, it, it's fine. It's not as good as Blade One or Blade, yeah, Blade Two, but yeah, Blade Two, I think is my favorite of the three. Blade, a uh, Blade, Blade, those movies are so good though. Um, yeah, well, Blade Two is a nice, um, like a, a first draft for, um, was that the uh, the the vampire I show that uh, he did. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I I thought you were talking about Underworld because it's oh, uh, yeah, it has very Underworld feel. Uh, <laughs> um, Underworld's basically like yeah, yeah let's um, just make Blade. Of, yeah. Guillermo del Toro did a, a show on I want to say it's FX. Oh, the strain, the strain, the strain. Yeah, 
That movie, that show where nothing happened. That show was it was a great idea. Nothing happened in that show. It was, it was the most yeah. boring thing I'd ever seen in my life, and Honestly, I really wanted to like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was almost that was kind of a reboot of the ideas he had in Blade Two, where you have this like you know like nasty I know, ultra vampire thing going on. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's other ones, it, you know, big um, elephant in the room here. Transformers always does reboots, always completely. 100%. 2007, the Michael Bay film was a reboot. Um, all the other um, Bay-associated films or Michael Bay films have been all been sort of, they've been trying to see in the same universe, but they always kind of um, retcon some stuff they already established, and it makes no sense. Like The Last Night was uh, one of the uh, movies, I'm going to say the fifth one. It makes no sense. But uh, So uh, Bumblebee came out, and Bumblebee was actually one of my favorite of the live action movies that did a great job with it. The only thing is it isn't, didn't make so much money because it wasn't very big in the base explosions and stuff. So mm. it didn't bring in a lot of that, that crowd, but it honestly it was a good movie. Honestly, uh, it, it, in a way it was almost like that ET thing where, uh, you know, a teenager meets an alien and they have this whole, you know, running from the government thing, but they're apparently, uh, this is this is up in the air also until it comes out as uh, Rise of the Beast, the new Transformers live action is going to be another kind of a soft reboot. And no one really can agree to what uh, universe that's in. Yeah, and I was about to say, so, it, it, is it a soft reboot? Because uh, like, I thought it was continuing building off of the, the Bay movies. It so. looks a lot like that. And um, I I want to say they were they were going more off of the uh, Bumblebee movie, which is. It looks a lot of the same, but it's it almost could be in the same universe as the Michael Bay. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see when it comes out. So, yeah, I mean, you have all those kind of soft reboots. I mean, we, apparently the um, in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, Rob, Honor Among Thieves is kind of a reboot of, the, of that cinematic universe. Because the uh, ones that came out in the uh, was it late nineties, early two thousand. Oh, oh, those were the like the Awful. early early mid two thousands. Yeah, those were yeah, those were really bad. Yeah, the, the movie was fine. Um, I, like I I knew what it was going to be going into it. It was it was that contemporary way that people make action movies where they're just people telling jokes while green screened effects happen around them, which is like I guess the default way to make a movie these days. Ninety percent of movies, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing as uh, like. Pirates of the Caribbean or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or any of those movies that are basically those same those same things. Jungle Cruise was the same exact thing. Jumanji is the same thing. Hmm. Um, I don't think I saw Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise? Well, Jungle Cruise was... Exactly what you think it is? It was like if you smashed up Raiders of the Lost Ark and Pirates of the Caribbean and put The Rock in it, and it was just <laughs> him telling jokes with a green screen behind him which is you know i mean some, that's that's fine to, to go and like okay cool you know whatever but um, honestly i mean I wouldn't... yeah that's another dude i just like also just like uh he's, he's not he doesn't have the keanu reeves aura about him but just like uh dwayne johnson he's just a good he's dude fine. yeah, yeah uh, no, he's, he's uh, fine he, he's totally fine uh, you, um, you know yeah. what, oh you know another good reboot though what's that dune oh that's a great one mm. no don't get me wrong i love the old um the old uh uh, uh God, what I'm thinking, blanking his name right now. David Lynch. David Lynch, thank you. The old David Lynch one. I love it because we grew up with it. I had a uh, nicely done um, uh, trade paperback of the comics when I was younger. It was really good. And it just, it, but it's only like a tenth of the story. Or, I, I like the David Lynch Dune. Yeah. Um, mostly for the visuals mm-hmm. because it, um, it, it, that style of, 
that they used in that that kind of uh, like dark wood and brass kind of uh mm-hmm. kind of thing um is very much a precursor to, uh, to warhammer 40,000 that was a that the the design language <laughs> that really kind of informed uh the early warhammer stuff all that weirdo baroque stuff and um yeah you know the, the, the dudes in the um in the tanks with the, with the, with all that um that was cool and i i, I like that but it's it, as an adaptation it's kind of a failure and uh as a good movie it's also kind of a failure because like like yeah. i like it but it's not terribly good and it's, it's very incoherent um i feel like it's one of those things that if you have read dune or you knew something you you know you knew about dune that you can watch that and you're like oh okay cool like I, this is like a, a cool like visual accompaniment to the things mm-hmm. that you know this book that i've read in the past or whatever yeah it's, um, it's missing all the um, intrigue of the political uh stuff going on i mean really and it's well, it's not missing all of it but it's missing like 90 percent of the political intrigue oh it's too short i mean well <laughs> I mean, you know we I mean, do do needs to be like like 12 hours long like yeah you know to capture all, <laughs> all that stuff and like I, I i even i mean i love the the uh you know the, the modern one but even that is like there's tons of stuff that, that's cut out of the out of it that like, yeah. like I, I don't know how much of it is like critical critical to the to the story but it's world building it, it's it's world building but um I, I i like i think the new one was a much better movie mm-hmm. and i think that it, you know it's going to be a lot more timeless especially once the second part's out and you know you have the complete story there but uh well, with, yeah, uh, there's definitely things cut out of it but but i mean there, there's something there's parts of me that really enjoy you know kind of long for that you know that that weirdo you know, you know dudes in old school naval uniforms and uh mahogany and uh yes. everything being brass I, like I, I think i think that's cool but... well in that uh then timothy chamelay is uh actually more appropriately uh he looks more appropriate for what paul's supposed to look like and you know Nothing against um um blink on Kyle McLaughlin, yeah. Nothing against him, but it did look like he was twenty five. Like he was twenty five, dude. He was like, like he was thirties in that movie. Dude. Well, I mean, still, if he's like fifteen, born old. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that that's that's very that's that's extremely accurate. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it, it actually, I, I can't wait for the next one. Actually, that was one of the things where uh, I went to go watch it. I didn't know what my wife's going to think of it, and she saw. She's like, I can't wait to see the next one. I, Really? Oh, cool. We'll, we're on it. We're, we'll see it. go see it. No problem. I, I was about to, uh, to to make a snarky uh, response to your thing there with when you said Timothy Tim Chamelay uh, was better than Kamal Glock. And I was like, well, that's because he's a better actor. He's really not, though, because uh, yeah. Kamal Glock is a, is a fine actor. And oh, I don't yeah. take he's been in a lot of really good stuff. And, and, I, and I, I, I I love me some uh, some Twin Peaks. So, you know, it's very good. And uh, find a cup of coffee. Blue Velvet. Oh, he Blue Velvet. God, yeah. Find out an ear I, I think and the grass. I think the key just is uh, him working with David Lynch. Yeah, you know, there's some directors who have a uh, core group of people they work with. I mean, uh, Tim Burton's the same way. Tim Burton always loves to have um, um, man uh, Johnny Depp and uh, you know uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Helena Bonham Carter, all those people. He, Are yeah, you having a problem remembering names tonight? Is that I am. I'm, I'm getting old, man. This is uh, I've been a long week, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I mean. Some some um, some directors and writers have that. I mean, look, I mean, obviously Kevin Smith has his friends, but he also has people he's worked with who like come back and do things with him because you know, it, it just you know it's kind of that group. They all know him. They're all friends. They all come back to work, and that's I feel like that's the way Tim Burton is. Um, I'm pretty sure Dave Lynch in his weird weird eccentric way. It's the same way. Um, so yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way it is. 
No, that's that's that's, that's fine. I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah, no, it, it yeah, works. Keeping them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, uh, you know, it also uh, was uh, needing a nice reboot is uh, the whole Atlanta story. So, uh, <laughs> so does it though? No, no, it doesn't. No, now the uh, so we are on episode nine of season two. We are making it through. We are almost almost a quarter way through season two already. Atlantis arise, right. <laughs> the trudge. So this, this is our Doug, this is a Doug our, Booth episode. Yeah, our Dougie Booth, he's back. And I, I like. Okay, first of all, the cool thing about this is once again in this episode, narrators bring us right into the story. We're not messing around. We're not doing something oh, silly to get into it. But the Decepticons make an ominous discovery. We hit the ground running with this one. Yeah, we do. And you know, look. I love the fact that uh, the, the Decepticons are all always trying to do things like Soundwave's trying to do something, Starscream's trying to usurp Megatron or do something else, and but this this whole time like Soundwave, who you think Megatron would would trust, says, um, "Man, Megatron, you come look at this," and Megatron looks at this and says, "How dare you disturb me to watch a travel log, a travel log, a travel log?" He's got another uh, another bird cassette now that's uh that's the bird that uh, the cassette that came with uh soundwave actually is buzzsaw yeah oh that's, oh, that's, that's buzzsaw okay he's been in another episode but yeah he's uh he kind of trickles in randomly it's like frenzy trickles in randomly through uh the episodes you just never get introduced but i gotta say um you know there's always this little talk of uh people always get wrong like ravage some people say he's a, he's a dog he's not he's obviously a panther um there's some people say, yeah i know uh some people say the the things are anyway so you never really get what the uh, the cassette uh, birds are. Again, people think they're like they're falcons or they're eagles or whatever. They're vultures, and you'd never know that because they look like they have the um, I don't know, it's like, almost like the um, the the eagle, like at the end of the car. The eagle has that, that emblem and that kind of face shape. Or actually, let's look at the um, Atlanta Falcons. They have the same basic head shape. It's there's nothing distinct about it, so you would never know. So, Megatron says, "Your cassette vultures have done well, Soundwave." So there we go. We now we know they are vultures. So anyone else who says there anything else, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> the, the Decepticons are back in the old base now. Yes, the, yes. Temporary bit, temporary base they had was uh, I guess it was, temporary. I guess it was temporary. <laughs> Very temporary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they uh, they they're re- realizing there's a power source under the water, and uh, they're you know Megatron's real excited. All of a sudden he's like, oh, this much power under the water, we could do all kinds of stuff. So. They all get out of their tower of, in the ocean and fly off. And I don't know why. I always like seeing them leave the base this way. Like it rises up, opens up, and there you see how small they are against their base. This the scale is kind of nice. It, it is pretty. It is pretty cool. So, but uh, they, they find Atlantis. They find Atlantis here though, and it's like yeah. But it, it's like, see, when, when they first panned over this, I thought they were just panning over the Decepticon base again, <laughs> because Atlantis apparently is some futuristic city. It's like a chunk of Cybertron is just underwater. You know, honestly, the Sub Atlanteans, which we know these are Sub Atlanteans because this is Sub Atlantica. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's Sub Atlantica. Why did they? Why did they? they, they why do they feel, they feel the need the need to do this? Because I don't know. They called it Atlantis in the in, in the thing here, and I'm going to keep calling it Atlantis. I, I, I don't oh, care. Yeah, because, um, it's, it's silly. Uh, so yeah, they uh, you have a whole thing where yes, they have like guns that actually work against uh, Decepticons. Um, so yeah. Uh, Three little fish hydra looking deep ones 
I mean, I'm just gonna <laughs> going to call them deep ones at this point. They uh, show up and uh, they they um, they start talking to the Decepticons and the Decepticons, you know, don't. Oh, actually, before that, the three jets fly underwater. Obviously, they're flying, they're flying underwater. They're, they're, yeah, there's no movement penalty at all for no, these guys. Not underwater. at all. But so these these dudes come out. Uh, these Atlanteans come out and they're looking like. Uh, that dude from Dragon Ball Z. They're looking like Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo? It's, 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 it's three Piccolos from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> this dude comes out and he's like radiating telepathic energy. He's, dude, he's Aquaman. He's got the Aquaman. It's almost like a web, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not concentric circles like like Aquaman, though. He's just yeah. like like crazy. This like like Charles Manson energy coming off of this guy's head. By the way, um, for you know, we, we're, as we go through this, um, I was talking to uh, Boo from the Axel and Underground. He actually uh, let me know a bunch of the stuff. There's a bunch of extra stuff in here, including this a long uh, interview with Wally Burr, who's a voice director. Who, by the way, Wally Burr, the voice director of all the episodes, uh, he's actually the voice of Nergil. I think they, they say it Nergil, but it's Nergil. Okay, so this guy's name is Nergil, which is I, I don't uh, know how well versed you are. In, what's that? The God of Decay. Of Nurgle Desmond is the, Mes- the Mesopotamian God of the Dead. Well, I, I thought you were going 40k. Oh, well, that's in. Well, this is most likely this is Nergal, Nurgle, which is. Uh, but Nurgle from Warhammer 40,000 yeah. is actually he's the uh, the god of uh, pestilence and disease. He's yeah. one of the one of the four chaos gods. Actually, I think that uh, if I'm not mistaken, the script is Nergille. So oh, yeah. I don't know why it's done that way. It would make Nurgle-ing. sense that the. Uh, the with the Mesopotamian god of the dead, but they're not I dead, know. so maybe not. It just it's also the funny. it's also the singer uh, of the uh, the black metal band Behemoth. His, his stage name is Nurgle. I actually have heard that. I don't yeah. know where I've heard they're that. real good. They're real good. Um, if you like black metal, which I do, I've, meh, sometimes depends on the mood. So you yeah, only, like, you only need, well the thing is you only need like three black metal bands. You only you only need like you're not wrong. You only need like Dark Throne and like Early Mayhem and. Mm-hmm. Then pick like you know one or two others that that, that they, you have. Uh, it's it's like white noise after a while to me. So yeah, but, um, so yeah, there um there's this the squabble breaks out and uh you know and after Megatron after all Megatron wants to work together, Nurgle sends messages that sound like like Alvin the Chipmunks on meth, uh but apparently it's scrambling the message. But if you uh slow apparently if you slow it down and change the pitch of it, he is actually saying. Never mind. Put your weapons away. We don't want them on our on guard. It legitimately says that if you slow down and change the pitch. No kidding. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so. Like Boo was telling me a lot of these things. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's a legitimate. Every time he does that, it legitimately is a message, and uh, they're they're actually pertinent. They're not just rambling words. Okay. So, so cool. all right, but we need to, we we got we got to talk. We got to have a talk here though because okay. Okay. So big boy talk. Let's see. Come on. So. They say that this dude Nurgle is communicating telepathically, mm-hmm. but okay, th- th- this this presents many problems here. Okay, uh, first of all, his mouth is moving while he's communicating telepathically. That, that that's, that's like somebody that's like like you know that they're whispering while they're reading a book. You know. Okay, so, so I like, don't have problems. As my as my son would say, this is sus. First of all, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so we also play Among Us. Um, <laughs> so uh, I love, actually, I, love, I love Among Us, so do we actually? We'll play it Saturday nights a lot. Um, anyways, um, I, I actually it makes more, so much sense because you're underwater. If you're trying talking underwater, 
It doesn't really talk work. underwater. You can't, yeah. you can't talk underwater. This guy, but this guy grew up underwater. He's from underwater. Yeah. But thing is they're not from underwater. He could be saying, it's like, it's like someone doing sign language and saying things while they're doing sign language. I mean, he's just going to do it, but he's also trying to communicate to them. So, but if you, if you natively communicate telepathically, yeah. Then why would you, does he even have vocal cords? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's a, he's a why, fish man. He's a deep one, man. I don't know. Maybe. Why would he have a horse? Second of all. Okay. Second on. of all. Maybe he's breathing. That was the comedy. He's running water over his gills. Did you ever think of that? You yeah, I, mean, I, did, I did think of that actually, but I, I didn't see any gills here though. Um, <laughs> he doesn't show you his gills. But, but that was the, that was the comedy option. The serious <laughs> option here is, and okay. this is, this is the existential option here is that he's telepathically communicating with robots. Okay. I'm, I'm good with you. Telepathically. Because like telepathy is like a that's like a mystical thing, you know. That's, that's brain to brain. These guys have brains. They have computers. We've talked about this before. Okay, okay. Well, I I hear you. I understand mm-hmm. your concern. Yeah. Uh, I will retort this by saying, um, in this tech spec, Soundwave um, can uh, can actually hear the uh, the the whirrings of uh, of the, the brains of other of other um, transformers. And it's almost akin to telepathy. He almost, is so good, but it's almost akin to Luffy. He he can tune in to the, to the frequencies of other the, of the Nergil, the computer of another transformer. Okay, we're also talking about something that's not real. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. No, 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 you can't. You can't use that. That's okay. A well, I won't cop out. I won't cop out with that. Yeah, that, that's a, that you can't. You, okay. you, that's so like I, that's I like, am going to. I'm going to posit this then. If you if you only me cop out with that, I will posit this. Um, he is not truly doing telepathy, but he's doing like uh, water waves or something like, because, you know, how does, how did the fish understand Aquaman? He, they don't speak, you know, Aqua or Atlantean. He used telepathy. Okay. How do you make them understand what the, what the words mean when they get to them? Cause, because because he's implanting ideas in their head. That's the uh, thing. Is, it, it, I see. With, with telepathy, okay. it's, it's, it's not like uh, you don't necessarily, I don't think you necessarily, well, depending on the mythology here, but like, I don't think you necessarily need a common language because you're able to implant it, like an idea directly mm-hmm. into that, um, it, into that person's brain. And are so, uh, okay. So they're, uh, they're basically, uh, they're, they're going below the surface and just planting an idea in the brain of a fish that says, come rescue me. I'm dying. Cause uh, Atlantis is under attack. Yeah. Okay, so you're planning that whole. You're just telling them then. That's all you're doing. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it, it, like that that transcends language, though. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, so can body language you can translate uh, transcend? Uh, you know, verbal language. Um, you know, also he's moving water and he goes. Whales actually they they make their whale sounds. They communicate underwater. Uh, dolphins do the same thing. They communicate underwater. But uh, you know, yeah, but that's, by, that's by sound though, and and, you, okay. and sound travels through the physical media of water, and they pick it up mm-hmm. by their and they interpret that in their brains. Okay, so you're saying that uh, that transformers obviously cannot receive or give telepathy, right? Because they don't have brains. What's you? You're being specious, man. I am being specious because you are like, look, what they have extremely complicated robotic <laughs> brains. They're not gooey <laughs> gray matter. I mean, they're not like they're like mystic. They're not like mystically attuned or whatever. It's like like this is like this is a known thing. They're, how do you know they're not mystically attuned? You're saying you robot know? that does magic. I don't know. Who is name, there? Name one. Name there, one there, magic there, robot. there are there are robots who follow a uh, code of uh, martial arts. Why would they do that? 
They they followed this mystical code. Why would they do that? It's not a mystical code. That's that's an effective way of fighting. Not all of it. Okay, look, dude. I'm... Like, we, we, yeah, right, we got to steer the boat. We got to steer the boat back on. Yeah, that. yeah. It's back. Let's get back in the in the harbor here. Okay. So, anyways, we will leave that unsaid. That is uh we're coming back to this at some point. Oh though. yeah, we'll bring it up in the Discord, guys. Uh, so, anyways, somebody calls somebody calls Nurgle a humanoid anchovy here. It might have might have been like uh, I think it was Starscream. Or Starscream. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Starscream. Yeah, there's a little squabbling and stuff. But we go to the Autobots who are playing football. Spike has his own jersey with his name on it. He's got a personalized, he's got a, the whole uniform. He's got a whole yeah. uniform that's personalized Ooh. just for him. Maybe his dad where made it Where are they playing football? They built a football field outside the garage door of the Ark. This is great. Uh, so Look, the, when you see the Ark in the background, it is a football field regulation in front of the freaking head. Do they have uprights and everything? Yes, they did. This was, this was great. Um, this reminded me a lot of X-Men issue 201. <laughs> okay, let's bring it in, man. So... It's an issue of X-Men, sort of in a transitional period for them. This was uh, after a lot of bad things that just happened to the X-Men. And yeah. Cyclops had been the leader of the X-Men since issue one. Mm-hmm. He had taken, taken a sabbatical at some point, but he had essentially been the leader of the X-Men since since uh, issue one of the X-Men. So this has been 200, this is 200, this is almost 20 years of the X-Men, but he, mm-hmm. uh, he's been, he's been the leader of the X-Men, right? So, there's no con- there's basically like a like a vote of no confidence in him and storm decides that she's going to uh, challenge him to a duel for the leadership of the x-men and a storm had no powers at this point that was the that was the big problem oh. there because uh she had been shot by this ray from forge and had no powers and uh so they had they have a duel spoiler storm defeats cyclops and Cyclops throws a fit and and leaves the X Men yep. at this point. But uh, anyway, um, this is one of my favorite issues of the X Men, by the way. But kind of the prologue of this is that you know they had some downtime because they had just a whole lot of of terrible battles and all the stuff that just happened. And uh, but they're playing baseball at the beginning of this <laughs> issue. And the, the whole thing was they were like, no one can use powers. <laughs> it's like that this is this is just like a wind down thing or whatever and uh so of course you know t- you know tempers flare and um somebody pitches i i think rogue or somebody pitched to uh to colossus and a colossus is up to bat and uh right in mid-swing he turns metal and that ups his strength right so he knocks this thing you know like it's, it's gonna go like miles he hits the ball and it's gonna go like miles so rogue so Rogue decides that since someone broke the rules already, that she's going to break the rules. So she flies up, grabs and catches the ball in midair, like by a, like like a, a seven forty seven, and so, <laughs> uh, so so Colossus is out, and uh, this whole this whole exchange is you know that that kind of downtime, that levity kind of thing reminded me a lot of that mm-hmm. that issue of the X Men, and I, now I really want to yeah. read that issue of the, of the X Men. <laughs> well, and it's the same kind of thing, you know. They're over there, um, they're playing and. Spike, of course, is the quarterback because, you know, the quarterback's the leader of the team and, you know, he's special. Uh, mm-hmm. He has his own jersey and everything. Probably his dad made it for him. Like, he makes oversized lab coats for Autobots. I was going to um, say, it's probably the same lab, the lab coats guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he he's he's getting ready to pass. He's trying to pass. To, this is great to bring in the, the powers thing. He's getting ready to pass to a hound who's trying to get out, you know, get long 
for the uh, for the catch. And uh, you know, Bumblebee's trying to hold back Grimlock because so Grimlock just you know loses it, just transforms and comes after him as a dinosaur because you know he's he's a lot stronger and like you know a lot tougher. And then like uh, Helm transforms into a jeep and goes for it, catches it in a seat because obviously he's can't he can, and uh, right. goes for the end zone and uh, there's uh. There's slag. Sorry, our British fans. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, we didn't know it was a uh, a sling uh, bad term at that time. And um, it, it's like um, you know, kind of you know, catches him at the end zone and pushes it back and all that. It was basically it, the whole game was like foobard there. I do want to bring something up real quick before uh, we jump to the Autobots. I'm sorry, I missed this. Another um, there's another exchange with the uh, with uh, Nurgle when he says something else. Um when the uh, subcons or maybe after this, he says it again. He goes, uh, take no aggressive action. They, sus- they suspect is what Nurgle said. So yeah. that thing, okay. he's like, uh, you know, you just, you know, come on in guys. It's cool. Subcons come on into the uh, city. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, I wrote down. So what, after what I can only imagine are enough penalties to hamper any game. We see that they constructed a football field outside the garage at the door of the base. Yeah. So uh, Bumblebee, Wheeljack, Hound, and Brawn are going to investigate this uh, power thing going on under the water. I don't know why just them, because, you know, obviously they need more Autobots than just that to investigate this city under the uh, under the water. And uh, so Spike comes Prime, along. Well, Optimus Prime uh, asked for volunteers, and they're the ones that volunteered. Um, Wheeljack said, uh, agrees to go, and he says, count me in, Prime. But the subtitles here say... Count me in, Frank. <laughs> that was that's, pretty cool. That's uh, Optimus's middle name, Frank. I guess Optimus Frank Prime. Oh, uh, so <laughs> yeah, Spike comes along because the usual level of endangerment isn't enough anymore. He's needed to be crushed by sub-Atlantic pressures. Dude, they oh man, they just let him go. It's fine. He he had his hard he had his hard hat on. He changed that. <laughs> <laughs> but they go they go uh ski down to the where the uh the, the uh the energy is and then they dive into the water did you catch this though uh hound who is a military jeep puts up his uh cover like a cover comes up and like glass yeah. comes up and it waterproofs the like the, the the cabin here there's nobody in there why did he do that he just wants to keep his seats uh dry i don't know dude yeah i didn't notice that it's kind of neat little uh you know they had a little I guess uh detail there that didn't really need to happen, but it happened. <laughs> like, why do they bother to animate that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they get down there, they get down there to the uh the the ocean floor, and they're having no problem moving around down there. There is zero like like <laughs> hindered movement from being underwater <laughs> in this in this entire episode. It just it it goes on and on and on. Spike though, Spike changed into a like a skin diving suit in the car. He did. He had skivvies on in an O2 tank and goggles. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're to understand that this is the deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, yeah. They said yeah. that in the episode. So he's down there. Apparently, pressure does not bother him. He's not oh, even going to no. get the bins when he comes back up. No, nah, this dude's like Jacques Cousteau over here. This dude knows, this dude knows what's <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, they go to investigate and uh, they we got underwater air pollution because I, you know, they see the uh, they see the, the jets come out. You know, I think it sounds like something about underwater air pollution, because yeah, that makes complete sense. <laughs> so, Spike, Spike also knows immediately. He's like, "Oh, this this is Sam Atlantis. Atlantis." Everyone knows it. Come on, dude. When yeah. We were teenagers. We heard about Atlantis. Oh, br- dude, I, like 
yeah. dude i knew all about it. i mean it was that one hardy boys episode where they found atlantis man i was like dude i was all i was all up on it so you know if you were in spike's place you would have been crushed already but but if you weren't crushed by the depths uh yeah you would have ex- exactly like yeah that's atlantis right there I, I i know it from my little goggles i'm wearing in my o2 tank and oh, yeah. uh they had some weird looking what other city can it be i don't know um the, I always I always laugh at the um at the 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 part uh, the um gosh what's the uh the show that has um Futurama God the the uh, the Lost City of Atlanta Atlanta <laughs> so uh, that was one of my favorite episodes um so yeah we uh they they kind of found out what's going on and they actually do the smart thing and try to get out of there but they're uh they're they're actually being overwhelmed pretty quickly and uh. I don't know why they all go into a cave and wheel jack's like i'm gonna take care of this for you guys and shoots a missile caves caves the uh, cave in you know the, the door of the cave is knocked in and they um and they uh you know basically take uh wheel jack and what he says at this point um nurgle says take the autobot to my laboratory we'll use and develop weapons against the comrades and against our decepticon allies which this time Soundwave slows down and replays which yeah, it got found. got found out. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. So they're like, all right, we can do it all, man. He's the best. Yeah, he's the best transformer. Period. Um, yeah, pretty much. So, the, the the what's up, sir? Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm good. Oh, the uh, so the the Atlanteans are about to leave here. Though. They're about to they're about to take off with this uh, with their city. They're gonna they're gonna leave with, with the city. It's like a giant floating city, or I guess. But but Nurgle says, fire the hydro thrusters fire the hydro thrusters so if they're hydro thrusters obviously they, they use water as a propellant that's what a hydro thruster is it's like a jet okay. boat it's a it's a term but he's, saying, but he's saying fire the thrusters and and because it my my problem here is it reminds me of like my one complaint with the lord of the rings movies mm-hmm. is every time there's like a whole like unit of archers like there's like you know like 500 archers on like the wall of like helms deep or whatever mm-hmm. right there's always a dude that comes out and yells fire and like okay bro you don't fire an arrow release you shoot and yes you release you shoot or you loose an arrow the command should be loose game of thrones went all in on that like you ever watch Game of Thrones? Every oh, time yeah. there's, there's there's archers and loose, you know that's and that's yes. totally cool. They totally corrected it, and I appreciate that. It's kind of like um, how in uh, you know, for a million years in Hollywood, um, in action movies, dude, dudes would never reload guns, right? Oh, it's true. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you know, wrong. Like, like, like every action movie from the '80s, no, no one reloaded guns until Desperado came out. And Desperado reloaded. That dude would shoot like two rounds, and then he would reload guns. He was making up for everybody else that didn't reload. He was making up for Stallone, who never reloaded. <laughs> yeah, so you know, Antonio honestly, Banderas, like he he Antonio Banderas died for your sins in this movie. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he did. And uh, honestly, the uh, the whole thing with um, the idea that you know having to reload it never comes up in these either any of these cartoons or they're shooting lasers for days oh it's less lasers though. light lasers run on off the internal power well yeah and then every so often they'll um they'll be the um like oh i'm, I'm out just to make it like the the tension rise for that one scene yeah when it's dramatically appropriate yeah yeah so but yeah you're not you're not wrong and uh so yes uh-huh. fire the hydro thrusters man you're being very pedantic tonight 
<laughs> you want to start? You want to talk about mail armor? You want to talk about chain armor? No, let's not do that. No, it's, it's chain. Okay. Yeah, it's play. How much time you got? Well, I don't want. I want to get this tonight because I know. You want to talk about X wings and hyperdrives? Um, <laughs> yo, dude. Anyone who knows Ed, anyone who knows Ed in real life, you know the whole argument about X wings and hyperdrives. Uh, he 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 will posit that no X wing has a hyperdrive. We still have hyperdrives. I'll, I'll talk no about matter. it later. No, I'll yeah. talk about it later. <laughs> what I want to talk about right now, though, put in the Discord. That... Okay, the Autobots are escaping here, right? Like, yeah, Bumblebee is escaping. Why aren't they surfing? They surfed for a quarter of an episode. Yeah, like earlier this season. Why couldn't they surf it was, again? It was last season. Okay, maybe it was this season. Okay. Anyways, uh, so. Besides all that, Wheeljack sealed them up in a cave. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was great. They they came out of the cave with no problem. Yeah. So um, I was thinking, like, he's going to seal a, uh, a a a kid, a fifteen year old kid with um, a O two tank, which is going to run out soon, in a cave underwater. That's awesome. Soon, that thing should have been. This thing's had like forty five <laughs> minutes of air, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> well, if it was if it was dramatic, it would have been run out of air. So somebody says surfs up. Right after this, right after I wrote down, why aren't they surfing? Somebody goes, surf's up, dude. And, uh, the uh, cowards aren't surfing. These cowards are, are are not giving people what they want. The people want surfing Autobots, once again. Well, they don't, they're not going to get it. They're going to get Autobots on skis. That was all. That was, eh, that was eh, not quite as cool. Yeah, well, I, I guess, it, once again, we're in the, uh, the days of hydrofoils. So uh, it would be cooler if it was on hydrofoils. But here we are. I mean, come on, Cobra had a hydrofoil. They always use that thing. They love that thing. Um, weird, cool boat. But so I, yeah. I love the Cobra hydrofoil. Oh it. yeah, everyone oh. should have that time. It was great. So the Decepticons are on the uh, the Atlantis or Sub Atlantica or whatever you want to call it. Atlantis arises to the surface of the of the ocean. No problems, and they've got the thing loaded down with cannons. They've been playing this for a long time. They've been down there smelting, um, or from their power reserve stuff. And they are ready to go after the surface world. This is, this is completely sub submariner. This is, how long this have is, they been there? I don't know. Maybe they've been like inbreeding for like a hundred years or so. Who knows? Where are they from? They're the deep ones, man. They're from yeah, New but England. I mean, like, like where, where's that city? <laughs> is that city like from somewhere, like from another planet or something? Like, um, but uh, um, it pops hey, up you know, out of the water though. And yeah. they're floating away, and like Bumblebee has like a like a grid that he looks at, and he can just tell exactly where they're going. It's like, oh, hey, they're going to Washington D.C. Well, you know, you can kind of gauge which direction they're heading. You know, what what you know, general direction. You, you think like, okay, they're going to go towards a major city because you know Washington D.C. D.C. is obviously on the water, as we all know if you've been to obviously. D.C. right on the water. Uh, so yeah, obviously they're going to go to Washington D.C. Obviously. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so they're going to start their worldwide conquest by conquering DC, and it and it makes sense. I mean, you think about it, if you're gonna if you're going to start to take over the world, you're going to cripple the United States because all the other currencies in the world are kind of based off the American currency, disrupt the whole world, and uh, there you go. It's a it's not a bad plan. Where we may be very full of ourselves, but that's honestly true. Um. So the seventh, it's a real world factor that crept in the MCU. Yes, here. it is a real world factor that crept no, in the no, no, you're absolutely right. No, it absolutely yeah. is. Um, so uh, but, the, the city that looks like Atlantis looks like uh, Howl's Moving Castle, though. It looks like it a, totally does. It's great. I love the aesthetic of it. 
yeah uh, yeah it, it actually was uh, uh, yeah uh no kidding it actually was very cool um, yeah that, I, I like i said this episode it's a lot better than i remember um so yeah the they're going there there's a there's a sub okay there's an atlantean i'm not going to do the sub atlantean there's an atlantean down there like red shirt guy installing already a shield generator for dc they're going to envelop all of dc under a dome oh yeah, oh, yeah and, this uh, is cool. and yeah so megatron tells him to turn it on he says he only takes orders from nurgle megatron and he have a stare down the fish boy's like eh, all right i'll turn it on he was going to turn it on anyways so the, the subtitles here, when he says, I want to take orders from King Nurgle, the subtitles yeah. called him King Nerdy. <laughs> and uh, here, uh, Optimus Prime, um, he's going to send Bumblebee and Spike into Rescue Wheeljack. Once again, Optimus Prime endangers children. He, this he dude sends Spike? Dude, makes no sense. He sends him into danger zones every episode, dude. He is a, he's a real bad dad. He's a real bad robot dad. <laughs> he's a super bad dad. Yeah. Um, but uh, so... I love that they're uh, they're right. There's a fight on the National Mall, and Helen actually nails Laserbeak squarely. Like he takes him out of the sky, and it, you know, it, it, it solid. Yeah. Um. There's just all this stuff going on, and the um. Yeah, like I said, Bumblebee and Spike are sent to go rescue Wheeljack. They go down this like this manhole cover they found in the middle of the uh, of Atlantis. Yeah. And. I mean, honestly, good move on uh, Soundwave. He's like, hey, uh, go, you know, ravage Rumble, go down there and, you know, take out Bumblebee and Spike and kill the kid and the, and the, and the golden boy there. So they get down there and, uh, you know, they're kind of creeping around trying to, you know, they're trying to rescue uh, Wheeljack. Starscream is also down there. And Starscream is doing something to Wheeljack. He's like, he's like rewiring something and it never really says what he's doing. Some, yeah, they they didn't really. Uh, I don't think they explained that very well. He was also there was a, a couple of frames where he was miscolored really, really yeah. weirdly. He was like maroon colored yeah. for a little bit. That was pretty weird. Um, I think their ability is the effects on him stuff. They probably like get a little weird, you know, across the uh, Another subtitle thing here where um, Nurgle said uh, something. He called himself I Nurgle, and the uh, subtitles called him Nerd Gill. So maybe he does have gills. <laughs> maybe he had. Maybe he has. Maybe he had gills. Anyway. He doesn't have to show you his gills. Yeah. Are you are you the, you're the Gill Inspector? Uh so they uh they go down there and um you know there there's the whole thing going on. Uh Rubble hears Nergil um plotting against the Septicons, and he's like, Oh, that traitorous electro toad. And yeah, man, he kind of figures out what everyone should have realized already. Like Starscream was way ahead of this. He's like, yeah, I don't trust these guys either. No one should have been trusting these guys, but they did. And He's right about these things every time. Yeah, every he time. is. He's smarter than people give him credit for. I, he, I will say this. I was answering a uh, a Facebook uh, uh, page on Transformers. Like, what's a character you didn't really like as a kid, but you're coming around to liking now? And yeah, 100% Starscream. I just got kind of tired of the uh, the whiny, you know, usurping. But he's uh, he's one of the smartest characters. I mean, you know, they should listen to him more often. It's not only in Starscream. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, so the, uh, the, the Atlanteans have taken over at this point though. They've, uh, they've, they're occupying the white house. They're, they're like the, the, uh, the January 6th guys just kind of milling, but they're just kind of milling about. They're not doing anything. And just like, <laughs> they they're are. lost. I love it too. Uh, Nurgle uses like a giant, um, Texas sized belt buckle to, uh, shoot a laser to open a door. He's like, okay. And 
I don't know where he got this weapon, the weapon he shot Wheeljack and uh, Starscream with, but he has the most effective weapon in the show so far. It's like a magnetic that was, gun. That was the one that um, Nurgle made from... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Nurgle. Yeah. 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 He, like, he has the most effective weapon. It, they All the people on the surface should go ask the Atlanteans, like, tell us your technology. You know, we, we just survive against the uh, Decepticons. So, yeah. Um, as soon as he's able to, Wheeljack calls on the, on the Dinobots to save the butts again. And Grimlock is like, well, I guess we're in trouble. We should go save my uh, guess is what we do. They All they do is hang out the base, wait for something to go wrong. That's all they do. Every single time. I don't get it. Why couldn't they go first? Why didn't they go first? They, they should have been the shock troops. They should be shock troops. I know. Jump That's in the there. Thing. Wipe out all the resistance and the peace afterwards. So they so they have this um they've had this invulnerability field set up around DC at this point and nobody yeah. can get in and out of this thing and like mm-hmm. even uh, King Nurgle has like his his belt like opens it's... it up and and makes a little door for him in this thing. Then I watch to smash through it. They, they just they come in. They just come in they, and just just they, they just, just start beating at this point. They're they're supposed to be really really tough. That's why they're like they should be the shock troops. They should be the first ones in. Lay out lay the waste everything. Dude, they just smashed through this thing, but but there's something here though. Like, um, all right, so Megatron and Grimlock have this this kind of this little duel, this little one on one combat here. <laughs> Here's the thing though. Okay, so like Grimlock comes out, and you know Megatron's like, "Oh, Grimlock, what's up, dude? Let's uh, let's let's throw down." Okay, so like, was it la- it was last episode with? with the clone prime right with the yeah. fake optimus prime okay where megatron didn't know any mm-hmm. autobots names and, and he like, knows them all this time dude so th- th- like grimlock who's like a like a he's throwing he's showing up like five times at this point oh hey what's up grimlock and like doesn't know optimus prime's right hand man yeah like his Even mask jack he doesn't Even know this jack guy. he knows everybody except for bumblebee like he totally yeah. botched this entire operation <laughs> this, is, dude, this is this is ridiculous, dude. This dude's a third rate leader. I got to jump in here real quick before we get ahead of it too much. Um, so you saw where Megatron uh like takes the statue of Abraham Lincoln, tosses him aside, and sits in the throne. That was uh something they actually they emulated in um in the um I got I think this is the third um, Transformers live action movie. What was the second or third? Yes, yeah, it was the uh it was Dark of the Moon. Yeah, I so remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. he goes and uh, he pulls out, you know, Abraham Lincoln and goes and sits on the throne and sound, our star screams there and he says a few things at him too. But uh, yeah, so uh, he goes and sits on the throne and uh, he feels pretty good about himself. He's actually, you know, scaled to this throne. It's great. And it's like, he's not going to stay there. They're just going to take over this town. He's just, he's just, he's territorial pissing is all he's doing right now. <laughs> you know, G.I. You know, Joe had a couple of, uh, oh, of yeah. uh, Lincoln Memorial things in those shows i wonder if it was just like one of those things where they were like i wonder if the animators were like those korean guys were like <clears throat> we gotta draw this thing again like what is what is this <laughs> i think like, uh they actually did um mount rushmore during uh some episodes of gi joe where they changed the faces to like cover commander and destro and well, yeah, well, yeah there was that one uh gi yeah. joe episode where uh they, they went into that alternate uh world oh yeah i actually I, the good I guys like, or something like that yeah i like those episodes a lot actually some of my favorite gi joe episodes um, so yeah, um, Grimlock basically d- gives the beat down and, um, mm-hmm. Megatron's like, all right, fine. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm leaving. 
and on the way out just like punches the the uh washington memorial he he's like the washington monument. Oh, oh, my, 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 on the way out he was like okay guys have fun with that see you later oh man it, but then the, the, the tris the triceratops dude like uses like lasers and melts the concrete before the that though yeah before that um yeah optimus goes over to help hold it up there's a scene where it's supposed to be optimus running away from grimlock to go hold up the uh the washington monument and they they misanimated so there's two optimus primes there and then like next scene um you know grimlock comes over because grimlock's a lot stronger helps him hold it up and yeah so that comes over there and lasers the concrete shut man if i had that kind of laser i would never have anything break in this house if it broke we'd, we'd laser it immediately we'll laser some wood back together <laughs> yeah exactly oh uh, god in I, I think uh yeah optimus prime here goes dinobots transform and destroy, destroy. The... that was the command normally it's transform <laughs> and roll out like but no he's just like destroy. man go at is... go at it he should have done this yeah, the first man. time um, so, uh, we get a shot on the Atlanteans uh, ship here, and um, and they're all they they know what's coming. And oh, yeah. King Nurgle like like calls for like like get ready for battle and everybody to your battle stations. But then it cuts to a scene where these Atlanteans are running in opposite as like like groups of them running in opposite directions with guns in their hands. And I'm like, yep. maybe you guys could have planned out where your battle stations were like a little bit better, so you don't have to run where dudes already are. Like, why didn't these guys just? man these battle stations these guys are just running around like it was like chaos it look it looks like um like on like shows like you know um g-force or uh voltron where like troops are just running in the wrong directions all over the place it's great <laughs> um so i gotta say though this we're getting to the end of the episode they they spent all the budget at the last five minutes of this episode the animation is great there are <laughs> like streaks and shiny bits and shadows and contrast is like oh my god where was it this? did get pretty cool, but the yeah. water looked like beer for some reason. They were swimming in beer. Yeah. Um, uh, we were joking that uh, they, I guess they like Wally Bar's like, well, we have to pay a voice actor for uh, Nurgle, so I guess we use the budget on that. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it was it was like spot on. But uh, yeah, Subatlantic, uh, God, Atlantis starts blowing up. I'm not going to call it Subatlantic. Atlantis starts blowing up, and everyone does cool poses and great anime explosions right there at the end and uh the, the day is saved and the uh atlanteans are thwarted oh and, no, no not not yet though not yet oh, though sorry there's, there's a there's a part where um uh nurgle's going to do something and spike spike's voice got like like he was going through puberty and he's like we gotta stop him and <laughs> it sounded like in <laughs> what it reminded me of was fast times at ridgemont high but like the tbs clean edit version of this <laughs> not the original version so like we're, we're uh you know we're like damone sees forrest whitaker's camaro and he goes nice car buddy and in the real version forrest whitaker goes don't f with it but he says the actual word we're a pg show yeah, so yeah. he says the actual word don't f with it just like that but in the network version it got real awkward here because they, they didn't just change that word they got somebody to completely redub that whole line and the person's voice does not match forrest whitaker at all and he goes <laughs> so it's like damon comes up and he's like nice car buddy and then forrest whitaker goes don't fool with it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna find that now 
you know, there's, t- there's times where like like sometimes the network edits of, of movies are so charming on their own that i wish those were like bonus features on dvds like like i, I wish that you know you could get the clean version of like snakes on a plane where he's gonna you know he's tired of the monkey fighting snakes <laughs> on, on the monday through friday plane. that way man it's like when you get a uh, you get a single of a, of a song it has the radio edit in the full version right yeah so it, repo you ever seen repo man god years ago yeah i know okay so yeah the, so the, the the like the the usa version of repo man um i'm just going to do the part here and you can you can assume the word this is. so uh it's harry dean stanton and emilio estevez and emilio estevez goes flip you man and harry dean stanton goes don't you say flip you to me don't you ever say flip you to me you haven't heard the right to say flip you to me and estevez just goes flip you and walks off and uh and my friends and i said flip for the longest time as as a just a just a self-edit because it was it was hilarious so um best part of that is the devotion to that that one word (laughs) all that yeah man so uh, nurgle drops a screwdriver in uh energon pit here and uh, that's real bad that's the that's apparently the worst thing you can do here oh yeah uh, it's 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 apparently the most explosive screwdriver ever and uh, that's what that's what brings down the city because the uh, the energy reserves are just igniting. They're they're going up. Um, I I don't know. Maybe he had a spark somewhere with that screwdriver. And I, I don't know. I, I, or you just can't you just can't put a, a screwdriver in a well. Well, the problem is I think he's trying to use a flathead in a, in a in a Phillips head um pit of energy. And you think uh, you think Cybertron is uh, metric or standard? Oh, dude, they are they are definitely metric. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, um, maybe that was maybe that was a problem. Maybe the uh, Atlantean yeah, yeah. screwdrivers were some other. I see. I don't know, man. Yeah. So, th- th- so the city just sinks, and but like they're like, oh, we'll, we're not going to see those guys again, dude. There's a civilization of fish dudes right there off the coast of DC that want to rule the world. I think this is might be a problem. This oh, may be a priority a problem. that you deal with here. There's no maybe to it. That's a problem. Like let, let's let's deal with this. Let's send some news down yeah. there. You got any submarine transformers? Uh, no. spray down there maybe. Well, he, I mean he's a hovercraft, but I, you know, obviously it doesn't matter because there's no there's no problem with like there's movement no underwater. underwater. Yeah, they they just like drive in the on the water tension, I guess underwater. So yeah, that that's not even not a, not a problem. So there there's that. No, oh, yeah, that was it. That was yeah. uh, that was totally it. So. What a you bizarre know, episode of this it, show! It really was. I can't, the, the, man. That like, I can't hate on this episode. Yeah, but I don't love it. Um, <laughs> like, like I, I had a lot. I had fun watching this, but it just didn't. I don't know, man. There, there wasn't. That there wasn't like you know you know like that ace gimmick like the the barbarian on the woolly mammoth. Yeah, because you know? that, that's still my favorite thing in, in all of this entire series so far. Uh, kid brain kid brain's actually pretty into this one um mm-hmm. we had the dinobots um we had a lot of battles we had underwater stuff underwater stuff is cool when you're a kid because you know yeah. I mean, every kid wanted to be a scuba diver at some point especially you know if you lived around if you lived where i grew up which is on mm-hmm. you know the east coast and the gulf coast it's you know you wanted to, you, you know you wanted to be in the water um so that was cool and um i said jacques Cousteau earlier and i watched a lot of jacques Cousteau when i was a kid i loved that kind of stuff uh, but also with the Atlantis, though, there was another show that, that I was a big fan of that, that I ended up watching a whole lot of. And uh, that was In Search of mm, yes. was Leonard Nimoy. 
and uh, that that show was super cool and they covered a lot of atlanta stuff and uh and like that was a show that like in theory i like i liked when i was a kid but you know you'd watch it and like oh they're gonna talk about atlantis and we're gonna see the city of atlantis and they would just <laughs> yeah, show like yeah. we found this carving under the water and you're like well where's the like can you can you guys give me some simulated atlanta stuff can you give me some mm-hmm something to go on here and like i think like as an adult i would probably enjoy that show a lot more than i did as a kid but um, oh yeah Um, but uh because of all that though i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go three and a half humanoid anchovies out of five on the for for this one um adult brain as sort of a contrast uh wanted to like this it had a lot of elements that i wanted to like but i don't think they they really came together like i like i really kind of want them to come together you know like it was weirdo hp lovecraft like you know like deep ones there was like stuff with atlantis and um uh but it i I don't know i just don't really feel kind of feel like it like coalesced into like a you know like a classic episode like a you know uh cowboys charging against uh bikers on motorcycles but um so adult brain's gonna go to black metal <laughs> dudes named nurgle and corpse paint out of five <laughs> sounds good um yeah yeah actually um yeah it doesn't there's no burrito roomba look at this to this episode but um i i, I gotta say i i always confuse this episode with another episode called sea change which happens later which is which is bad um <clears throat> that actually has a lot of sea spray in it that's so, all you know warning there it's 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 another bizarre one um i i love the callback well actually i guess the uh dark of the moon transformers dark of the moon did a callback to this episode um there's, there's a reference with the uh, lincoln memorial i like the whole weird aspect like this is this is like a one shot doesn't in fact the rest of the show but it's a really just neat um episode just you know deep ones or whatever you want to call them uh you know it moved right along in a clip it was great in that way it's you know a few choice uh insults in there laser beak gets shot out of the sky uh it looks like real stakes because they're you know in the washington dc they're not out there in the uh, eastern oregonian desert or anything like that so uh or the sorry the uh geographic center of africa you know so that we can this is something we can actually as americans hmm? that was a good one too oh it was but uh, yeah, I honestly was really enta- entertained, and the animation at the end of the episode was so good. It was really cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I I was uh, a lot, I guess, more surprised than I was expecting about this episode. So I'm definitely uh, gonna have to give this um, three and a half um, meth-induced uh, chipmunks uh, out of five. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was good stuff, man. It was some weird stuff, but all in all, you know, it was. It was fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. Right. They're only all this good. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> here's hooping. Um, so yeah, once again, like, like I always say at the end of the episode, uh, you know, guys, um, check us out on our Discord. Um, a lot of conversations going there. I I drop an episode for each. Uh, I I drop a new uh you know channel for each episode so we can talk about it um so you you know you want to come you know catch up later you can see all the comments on these episodes later on <clears throat> um i will post some uh some some stuff from the wally burr uh interview for this episode in there in the uh in the new you know tab for this one and um honestly if you guys uh, enjoy the episodes uh enjoy the show you, you know you want to you know hang out check all the the show notes find us in there 
find the YouTube page if you want to you know, watch us ramble on like a couple of uh, middle-aged uh, nerds. And uh, with, yes, in our own safe spaces, you know, behind us. Uh, so uh, <laughs> this is my safe space. Uh, yeah, so you know, give us some thumbs up, share the episode th- with friends you think might like it. You know, we I usually share it in some uh, Facebook Transformers groups. Uh, so you come across it there, cool. If you find it on your own, even cooler. It means the word's getting out there. Um, yeah, so um, I want to say also, uh, this is something that came up across this week. We use the uh, Sunbow Archive, uh, which is a guy runs it himself, puts it all out there. The guys actually have a lot of uh, financial trouble right now. He doesn't know if he'll be able to keep things going for a while. So I've been trying to get the traffic, you know, moving there. Uh, Posting the links, and I'm going to post a link in the show notes for the uh, for the page. So if you can check it out, you know, send the guy there a message saying, "Hey, you know, heard about the, you know, I'm more than meets these guys. I wanted to come by and give my support." And um, yeah, the, good, the guy's a good dude. And he has a lot of really good information that I don't want to lose out there in the ethers. Um, it's not just Transformers. It's all the Sunbow shows. There's so much information on this page. So really good stuff there. What, so what's what's going on? He's uh, he's going to have to shut his site down? Yeah, um, yeah he's actually he's, he's worried he's going to be homeless. I don't know if he's lost his job or some oh. medical problems or something like that. Oh, okay. But uh, I'm going to put the show notes in there. It's a, it's a, it's a cool archive. G.I. Joe, Jim, and the Holograms. All, all no, I, I've, yeah, I've, I've been to that guy's site. It's, it's actually, it, it is very cool. And uh, yeah, I go to that one. I, I just need to like, like, huh, I wonder what the, I wonder what the deal this is. And Yeah. So I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's really good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, I fully want to support, you know, community efforts um people just trying to do things not just there to make a buck just to you know give to the uh online community stuff so i'm, I'm really behind that i want to make sure the guy knows that uh we support him and uh i mean help the uh, a lot of the information i got for the episode came from that so anyways uh so i'm gonna call it there dude do you have anything to kind of bring us out this week with oh i'll have you dismantled for scrap and then i'll launch what's left of you into the sun i mean final solution there like yeah yeah exactly uh <laughs> that's um that's a megatron uh one there from transformers armada oh well yeah that that was a that was a troubled show um um i i i it was not a great show no uh, this, i'll get that's a whole other tangent they try to go different direction after beast machines but oh. anyways um so yeah we call it here um the, the, the clip looks like uh well the, the the screen cap i was looking at looks like uh, uh i guess it's megatron's putting somebody into an arm bar and that's very cool um but i also wanted to uh to uh, post script um what you were saying earlier with your uh your big problem with baseball was uh that, that it takes too long my big problem with baseball is the new york yankees so <laughs> <laughs> What a Red Sox fan. What a what a thing to say. So, so roll out. All right. Take it easy, everyone. See you next week. Bye.